Hi everyone, this is Ian Clayton here from Origin Gate. We want to thank so many of you for listening and enjoying our podcast. This year we are going to be taking up a trade um, training day and that's going to be occurring in December. On December the, the 11th, which or 10th in America or 11th in New Zealand Pacific time, really want to encourage all of you to consider giving something. I know that uh, many of you are listening and some of you have traded into what we're doing already, but we want to be able to bless the instructors of the um, podcast and be able to help facilitate some administration. So um, we want to bless you guys as well and thank you in advance for listening and enjoying the podcast. I hope that you have a fantastic year and we bless you. Look forward to seeing you on that last um, Origin Gate for the year on the 11th of December. Thank you very much. Shalom. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney, and it's a great pleasure to be with you once again. What I wanted to talk about today is about that it's time to cross over. <clears throat> and I really believe that with everything that's going on in the earth, it's just we're in a crazy, unprecedented time, and I see what different countries are doing in terms of all their COVID restrictions and whatever, and all this kind of stuff that's going on. And I was just thinking about um, looking at Joshua chapter 5, and I really believe that there's a lot of stuff that Yahweh is busy setting up and he's getting ready to move on. And I don't know, I can sort of feel it in the air, I can discern it in the spirit that we're on the verge of something that is really unique and that's going to begin to shift a lot of things. And if you go to Joshua 5 verse 12, it says, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, they lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off. The place you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, when you go to uh, the next chapter 6, it starts with the words, Now Jericho. And I really believe that this is a, it's almost a prophetic insight and release that we're at a place where we're about to step into something totally new and something totally different. And that something is going to be released. And so sometimes we're at a place now where I believe that as individuals and as the body of Christ, we're at a place where we're about to shift into something totally different. This is the, the time that we find ourselves in is, is very unique in the earth. I don't think something like this has ever happened before. And it's interesting that when we talk about possessing the heavens and when we talk about open heavens, you generally find that in Scripture when we look at this kind of stuff, that the heavens open or move in response to something that's happening or that has happened upon the earth. And I believe that as the sons of Yahweh, we need to start engaging and beginning to shift our focus and the different things that we're supposed to be doing to engage with the kingdom. And generally, it seems as almost if it's a requirement, um, it's a fulfillment to a requirement, a season, that the heavens open as an indication that one thing is being fulfilled and another thing is beginning. And I really believe that we're coming to the end of a period being fulfilled and something new is about to begin. And I know a lot of people are in fear about everything that's happening on the earth. But to be quite honest, I'm pretty excited because we've never been in a time like this 
And I believe that the darker it gets, the greater it gives us an opportunity for the light to shine. So, as I said, you know, when you look at you know, when you look at the flood of Noah in Genesis 7:11, it's very clear that the windows of the heaven don't open first until the fountains of the deep open. And and the Bible's even so specific that it, mar it marks it on a on a specific date, the 600th year of Noah's life on the second month in the 17th day when the fountains of the deep broke open and then the windows of heaven opened in response to what happened on the earth. So I believe Yahweh is looking for sons that are not going to be caught in the fear and the fear mongering that's happening on the earth but are actually going to be focused in heaven and are going to begin to shift something here on the earth so that heaven can respond. I mean even with Jacob it says when he gets to a certain place then the ladder appears to him. And when Jesus was baptized, it says, at his, let, let this be done that it might fulfill all righteousness. So it was at his baptism that the heavens were open to him. And so all of this kind of stuff, even when John, John the apostle, lives his life and he never sees the heavens open until where? He gets to a place called Patmos. And then he's in the spirit on the Lord's day. So when he gets to the right place at the right time, the heavens literally open in response, signifying the end of one thing and the beginning of another thing. And this is really what I believe we're in that place right now. You know, even on, which day was it? The day of Pentecost. And it was on that day of Pentecost. They're in one accord in one place. And then there came a sound from heaven, like the rushing of a mighty wind. So I'm giving you a lot of examples of how something has to happen on the earth first before the heavens respond. And so I really believe you're always waiting for you and me. And I believe one of the issues that we have as believers, we've been so caught up in the fear mongering, so caught up in, COVID and what's happening with COVID where we should actually be focusing on what's happening in the kingdom and so <clears throat> it's just um there's just so much stuff and so we have to start moving and so I want to tell you that the opening of the heavens is an indication that we have come to the end of a particular journey and I really believe we're coming to the end of a journey and we've come to the end of a track and we've come to the end of a particular walk and something has been fulfilled and something new is ready to happen. And I really believe that the, the door of the new is standing there waiting for us to open it. So when we see that word or the words in chapter six, now Jericho, it, it it's literally means that there's a moment for walls to come down. There's a moment for things to happen. And the interesting thing about a timing word is it means that something's happened before it. Walls don't just come down because you and I show up. Things don't change in our lives without the fulfillment of a previous season. And even in my walk and, and, you know, with my wife, Sam, and just the different things that happened to us, like I shared with you last time, that Ireland is now open to us because there's been a fulfillment of one season and now the doors open for another season. So when there is the word now Jericho, it means something had to happen before. Something's happened before. And so the next season that you and I are coming into is a season that I believe where walls of resistance are coming down because we have faced so much resistance with COVID, like so much resistance. I mean, family split, churches split because people take the vaccine, people don't take the vaccine. I've said this before, I couldn't care if you have the vaccine or you don't, that's your choice. Our job is to love one another. And, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm not anti-vax, I'm not pro-vax, I'm just doing what I'm called to do. And so they're, they're, these walls have been there as a resistance and they've hindered the voice of you and me, the sons of Yahweh, from being heard in all the places that they're supposed to be heard. Those of us that are truly following the call and following hard after Yahweh. And so I really believe that these walls are about to come down where we're standing at the precipice of something really very, very interesting.
And so you have to understand that if there's a now, there's always something that came before. Because something has to happen before something happens now. And the thing is, we, we've got to understand that. So you've got to look at your life and you've got to see what are the components that have fashioned me to where I am now. And am I ready to step into that place where, where literally Yahweh would say, now Jericho. Sorry about that. My phone just going crazy. Give me a second. Okay. So, so when we look at the scripture and we go back in scripture, Yahweh has always been the, the God of the promise. He's always been the God of the promise. And, the, and that promise didn't come to Joshua first. It came all the way back to Abraham because Yahweh tells Abraham that he's going to give them a land. And it's going to be a land that has a flow, a flow of milk, a flow of honey. And God told him that that promise is attached to a place, which is very, very important to understand, to understand this, because the reason that Yahweh attaches the promise to a place was to show Abraham the immovability of his promise. So just as the property cannot get up and move away, so the same as the property is steadfast and cannot move, is the same way that Yahweh's word is steadfast and cannot move. And just like I said to you last time I spoke to you, Yahweh had given us a word about Ireland, and he's been steadfast, it never moved. And so the property became so linked to the promise that the land became known as the promised land. Now, that to me is, is so valuable, just understanding that small principle that his word is steadfast. And as I said last time, you've got to hold on to the word that Yahweh gives you. So he takes another part of the promise that he gives them. And what does he do? He attaches it to the soles of their feet. So part of the promise is attached to the land and another part is attached to their feet. And he says to them, when your feet get on the land, you will possess it. And so part of the promise is attached to something permanent. And another part of the promise is attached to something that's in transition. Now, this is where so many believers get things wrong. When they have a prophetic word, they just wait for the word to manifest, but they don't move. And I want to say this, all prophetic words, they are steadfast. But another part of that word is attached to you moving and actually growing and, and moving on. And so part of the promise that Yahweh will give all of us is attached to something that cannot go anywhere. Like when he told us we're going back to Ireland, Ireland hasn't moved. Ireland's always been there. The other part is attached to something that must go somewhere. And so for me and my wife, we've had a walk a road. We've had to grow. We've had to mature. We've had to go through 20 years of process, walking our walk out. Now we're about to step into the fulfillment of that promise. Now our feet are about to land on the land of Ireland and things that are about to happen. So the promise cannot be fulfilled um, until the feet, your feet go through the pathway of preparation to inherit the promise that Yahweh has given you. So it becomes a journey, it becomes a walk of faith. All of these things, we never let go of the promise. And in the absence of a book of promises, Yahweh gives them the land of promises. And so their place in the land spoke to, their, spoke to them of their relationship with Yahweh. When you look at the word, mountain experiences had to do with victories, valley experiences had to do with the low places in life, rain being poured out, spoke of the blessings of God. Drought and famine spoke about Yahweh's disapproval. And they didn't have a book to read, but they had a land to look to. We have a book that we can read now. And so when they looked at their place in the land, they understood their place with Yahweh. And their journey was a walk of faith. And so we have a spiritual walk, but they had a natural walk. But they also had a spiritual walk. And when they walked through the land, they named places that were based on what they understood of Yahweh based on their journey so far. 
So they named the wells, they named the altars, they named the mountains, all this kind of stuff. And why were they doing that? They were doing that to signify that whoever comes after them, that by the time you get to this place, don't leave this place until you understand this particular aspect of Yahweh or that particular aspect of Yahweh. And I think that is beautiful because so many believers, modern day believers, just want to get to the next thing and they don't want to stay a while and understand and 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 that understand what Yahweh is saying so that they don't want to linger. We just want everything quick, the McDonald's way. You know what I'm saying? So Abraham, he goes to a mountain and when he gets to the mountain, he begins to see that the Lord is his provider. So he names it Jehovah Yuri, the Lord who has seen my need before I ever knew it. And so when you get to this place, what Abraham is trying to say is, don't leave this mountain until you just wait for a while and you understand that Yahweh is your source. So they named places because they knew someone was coming after them. Everything they did was generational. And this for me is beautiful. And it's part of the things I'm trying to instill in my children, that everything we do for them is generational. And so when Isaac understood and Isaac walked and Jacob walked and you know, it says Isaac dug again the wells of his father. We all know these stories and we hear the story so often that we sometimes forget that it was because of the promise that these people walked, not knowing where they were going. They had this incredible faith and this incredible spirit that never tired. And they said, if God said something, though it's a delayed in its arrival or its manifestation, we're not going back to where we came from because God called us out of where we were and we will we walk until we see what God has said. And I want to say, you know, we've been in this land of COVID. And stop being caught in COVID. There's a promise. There's something, there's an amazing future ahead of us. Let's focus on that. Let's walk towards that future. Let's not go back to where we've come from. Let's keep walking. And so one generation came and went and another generation came and went. And the thing is about a promise is the longer you keep hearing it without receiving it, the more tired you get about hearing about it. And that's where Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you can have a promise spoken over you so many times without seeing it until you don't want to hear it anymore. But for me, the thing is we have to keep walking and we've got to keep journeying on this journey. And so the people went into, in, in scripture, they're going to the land of Egypt and they stayed there, but they had a promise. And that is why you and I have to be careful at how we look at different people, because sometimes people that have a promise don't look like they have one, if you understand what I'm saying. So you have to be careful how you treat some people because you only see them in a moment of time, but there is a promise working in their life. And I'm sure that people that knew us 20 years ago, or 18 or 15 years ago, would have looked at me and my wife and said, what are these guys doing? There's, there's nothing, but we had a promise and we held on to this promise and we're about to step into this promise. I mean, how many of you listening to this right now um, know that your present circumstances don't match your future promise? And I want to say, I remember when, when we moved, like when we had to leave Ireland and Sam got that word, we were in poverty. We were heartbroken, destroyed. And look at us now is what I'm saying. So let's not judge people about where, where, where we're at now because you don't know what Yahweh has said to them. But I'm on my way is what I'm wanting to say. I'm on the journey and I hope that you're on the journey. And I I just I've just got to do this and I've just got to do that until I get to my Jericho moment. And I'm going. And I, all I have to do is fulfill the journey. And I have, I've got some dues to pay, some things to learn. I've got some stuff to walk through in my life. But if I keep walking, I'm going to end at 
my now Jericho moment, the time of crossing over. So I'm going to end here for today because there's a lot more that I want to share about this and I'll probably share the rest of what I'd like to talk about in my next podcast. So bless you guys and have an amazing week.